When I was a teenager, a new driver, and I was a very, very conservative driver, 10 and 2 all the time, always observing the speed limit, uh, merging carefully, always wore my seatbelt. I was just, I was very, uh, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you, I was a very cautious and conservative driver. I always was careful. I'll never forget driving from Mulvane, Kansas, where I lived at the time as a high school student on K-15, coming down across the way to Derby, Kansas, and um, I got my very first speeding ticket. This must be the day for confessing speeding sins, but uh, that one I don't believe was a sin. To this day, I am sure of what, in fact, every time I drive by it to this day, my mother lives in Mulvane. Every time I drive by that speed limit side, it still makes me angry <laughs> because I am confident that I was going the speed limit. But I had pulled over, and he said he clocked me at this, and I, I was, uh, had righteous indignation. <laughs> Almost, a, how dare you accuse me, sir? Uh, and uh, with all of the foolishness of a 16-year-old, I went to court, and I dressed in a suit, and I represented myself, and I had all of the, you know, had my speedometer checked, and the charts, and all of the things at the end of the day didn't make a dime's worth of difference, because the judge and the the officer were, I'll say, in collusion, shall we say. I walked out of there, not only having to pay my ticket, but extra court fees, and I was mad. I was so mad. Just my face was red, and I was mad, and I decided right there and then, by the way, this is the part of the lesson that you're not supposed to take to heart, okay? Right there and then, if I was going to be condemned for doing the right thing, then I was just going to drive how I wanted, and from that day forward, I didn't drive so conservatively. Now, that was not a wise choice. That was a choice made in rashness and anger. Maybe there have been better examples, times when you were righteously angry. Remember four years ago when our beloved governor uh, believed she was in charge of all the churches and tried to shut everything down. That made me angry. I was furious about that. Uh, That really, really got to me because I knew she didn't have the right to do that. Our founding fathers were rolling in their graves. Uh, There are times when we should be angry. There's times when... uh, God-fearing people have to stand up and say, no, that's not right, and that's not going to fly. Uh, it's okay. God made us with anger. Uh, in fact, if, did you know this, that, that God gets angry? There are times in Scripture when we have specific accounts of how angry God got. I remember the story at Mount Sinai when they, uh, Moses went up the mountain and uh, told the rest of the Israelites, stay here, be good. And he was up there so long, they decided to make their own God of a golden calf. God got angry over that. Uh, God got angry, righteously so, when his people veered off, when they went to worship other gods, when they wanted to be like other nations. There are many times when God got righteously angry. Read the book of Job. Uh, as we spend most of the book listening to Job's complaints, listening to Job's foolish friends, and all of a sudden we hear this thunderstorm brewing, and God says, I'm going to answer you. You brace yourself like a man. And you get this righteous anger from God. Now, we need to be careful when we understand we talk about anger and God, because his anger is different than our anger. Our, our anger is often self-centered, often misplaced, and, and easily abused. God's anger is always in the right 
place directed at the right person for the right reason. He never overdoes it and he never underdoes it. His is perfect anger. Jesus got angry. You know, John chapter 2 is the story, the account of Jesus watching his father's house being turned into a common marketplace. Enough to the point where, you know, he's, he's turning over tables and he's... In fact, John says that he made a whip out of cords. I've never been angry enough to make a whip, but that's angry. And you've got to really be angry to just get your leather and over, under, over, under. You know, that's pretty seriously angry. Jesus was furious is what was happening at the temple. The house of prayer had become a, a den of robbers and thieves. And he was angry about that, and he should have been. Well, if you can think of a time when you've been angry in the wrong direction, I hope there are times when you can think of when you've been angry in the right direction. Uh, We're studying the book of Proverbs, if you haven't been here for Sunday night study, and tonight we're going to look at the angry Proverbs, because there's a lot of wisdom that Proverbs gives us about how and when and why to be angry. So, hope you'll open your Bibles as we study from the Proverbs, and look at what God has to say, what wisdom he has to give us about being angry. I think Proverbs not only gives us a lot of wisdom on anger, but it, the writer gives us ways in which we can use and channel our anger wisely. All right, you're in the book of Proverbs, go to Proverbs chapter 14. <clears throat> where we are going to start. I'm reading from the NIV, so you will notice some variation, maybe if you're in a different translation, but the gist of the Proverbs should be there. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but the one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Right, the first thing we learn from Proverbs about anger is that anger should be a slow burn. It should take you some time to get there. It should be more crockpot than microwave. Um, A good way to prevent danger, if you've got a temper, uh, is to to have a long fuse. Uh, Short fuses and hotheads will often lead you astray, often get you in trouble on Probably think of countless examples of friendships that were dissolved, of companies that got in way more trouble, uh, of of people that just did themselves way more harm than good because they weren't patient enough, because they were quick-tempered, they were a hothead, and then let their anger get the best of them. Um, And that's that's, that's one thing about anger is it's easy, it's very easy to let it sort of take you over and... Uh, no, uh, the the name of the movie is Inside Out, right? The four characters in the girl's head, and and I always think of that with anger, you know. And anger, he's just he's angry all the time, and every little thing sets him off. And and eventually, sometimes it gets to the point where it's just like ah. Well, we can laugh at that in a in a movie, but in in people, it's not so funny. Uh, I think there have been a lot of people who have hurt themselves greatly. If anger is a fire, uh, they burn no one but themselves. So keep your anger at a slow burn. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. 
A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, Second, in regard to your anger, (laughs) uh, remember that fire starts fire. I know people say it's good to fight fire with fire. Uh, When you get angry, it stirs people up. Whether you're angry at the cashier or at the waitress or you're angry at uh, the person driving next to you, it stirs people up. You, You have heard countless examples of road rage. Perhaps you've experienced road rage on Kellogg. Uh, it's easy to do, I, you know, I get it, but, but, but what happens in that moment is people stir up one another, and not in a good way. Uh, I knew a, a, a fellow believer in Christ, I was driving down Kellogg one day, just minding my own business, went to make a lane change, did not use my signal as I should have, came over, I hear the blaring of the horn, I... I I, I can see someone is just losing their mind, and maybe righteously so, I don't know, but but uh, I, I pull up, because I do this when I mess up on the road, I'll pull up next to them and just, you know, make peace, as we talked about this morning, and when I pulled up next to this uh, fellow believer, uh, it it was completely embarrassing to her, she was mortified that she had lost her temper and had this road rage at the preacher. I wasn't, I I was guilty, I know that, but there's a way in which even just a simple act of driving, we, if we're not careful, our anger not only stirs up us up, but stirs other people up. Uh, We know, I've heard the news stories of people uh, doing crazy things, running people off the road, firing weapons at people, all, be, all over traffic infractions, all over not driving fast enough or driving too slow or driving too fast or, or, or cutting someone off. Well, we got to remember that fire starts fire. So in Proverbs 15, we're cautioned in our relationships when, when you sense that someone is mad, cooler heads prevail. It's much better to have a gentle answer. And um, when you respond, when someone's harsh or angry or kind of letting their vitriol flow out of them, when you respond with kindness and gentleness and reasonableness, uh, those people are often embarrassed at the lack of return fire, if you will. Uh, So be gentle in your answers. You're going to face people who are angry, who've been through a lot. Maybe they've had a bad day or what have you. And it's the gentle answer that will serve you best in those times. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Whoever is slow to anger... I'm sorry, uh, I'm going to read from, from the NIV here. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Proverbs, uh, the same verse in the ESV says, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. 
of all the things that we want to control, the thing we least want to control is ourselves. And that's especially true when it comes to our temper. The third lesson is, you should choose your battles carefully. Because not every battle is worth it. You're going to pay a price for your anger. So that price should be worth it. I can tell you, because I've told you before, about a time when I was completely, just overwhelmingly angry. Um, I won't give you the details, it really doesn't matter. I felt like I was righteous in my anger because I honestly, sincerely believed there were people trying to divide and split the church And that makes me angry. And uh, I was at a coffee shop, minding my own business, drinking my coffee, doing my study, when one of the people who I believed was involved with that came in. And I wasn't ready to have that conversation. And she was pleasant. And I was staring daggers. And she tried to further engage... And uh, I just let her have it. And I vented and let loose everything in my heart and the anger over this situation. And that felt great for about 37 seconds. And then I knew that I had made a foolish decision in that moment. And I had forever changed a relationship. And uh, I later apologized and made amends and all that, but what's done is done. If, if anger is a fire, you think about a fire can, can either bring warmth or it can burn down your house. Uh, have you ever been burned? you ever been burned to a point where you have a scar? Anybody have a scar from a burn? Some, some people do. Okay? It... Anger can cause scarring injuries. What I mean by that is it will wound someone and hurt someone and you can say you're sorry and you can take it back and that wound will heal in time, but the scar will remain. And for Christian God-fearing people, we have to learn to control ourselves and let our anger out in the right way at the right time, and I'm convinced uh, only through prayer that we choose, because because when you truly let it out, you're not a thinking, rational person anymore. (laughs) You You have moved from the frontal part of your brain to the back part of your brain. Your back part of your brain is not the thinking part. It's the reactive. It's the instinct. It's just, it's just going off raw emotion. You're not your best when you're working back here. Now, this part of your brain is useful and helpful, but it's not ever thoughtful and will cause you more harm than good. So, wise people uh, choose their battles carefully. Proverbs chapter 19, verse, uh, let's see here, Proverbs 19, verse 11. A 
person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Um, Wise people are patient people. Patient people are wise people. (laughs) In our day and age, it is almost a prize to be offended. Everybody's offended. That offends me. And Proverbs tells us it's, it's to your benefit, it's to your glory, the NIV says, to overlook an offense. Christians should not be people who are easily offended. We overlook when people offend us. We, we give the benefit of the doubt. We show mercy because mercy has been shown to us because God gave us the benefit of the doubt. We're patient with others because God has been ever so patient with us. So hold your tongue. Uh, when someone makes it personal, don't, don't return in kind. I think that's probably the best way to respond. Many years ago, back in my youth ministry days, uh, b- before Northside, so no one that you know, I was having a, a parent meeting and this new youth minister, green behind the ears, was so excited to tell all of the things that he had in mind for the youth group. Uh, activities and trips and things that were happening during the summer, but also things that we were going to be studying about and learning about in class. And I said, we're going to do uh, a 12-week series on apologetics. I'm so excited about you know, to, to teach the kids about apologetics. And there was a mother in there who lost her mind. And I was not familiar that mothers could lose their minds, but at that point she did. And she ripped into me in this meeting and said, why in the world should our children apologize for being a Christian? What in the world should anyone have to apologize for, for for being a follower of Jesus? That is just wrong, and you need to rethink that. And uh, I stood there like this. Fresh out of school, (laughs) they didn't didn't train you for that. (laughs) Um, Because I didn't know how in that moment quite to respond. I, you know, if I corrected her and told her what apologetics was versus an apology, and and that she would be quite embarrassed as she should be, and I didn't want to embarrass her in that situation, so I gently said, "Well, I, I don't think we're quite on the same page about what apologetics is, but I'd be glad to talk to you after the meeting." <laughs> My beloved wife, <laughs> I still remember this. 25 years ago, she got in the car. She said, you are the most patient man I've ever met. I don't know how you didn't just let her have it in that moment. Um, We're all going to mess it up. I I can pick on that lady because it's been over 20 years ago, and I really hope she's not watching the live stream. But uh, 
Um, <laughs> um, we, we, it's easy for me to pick on her, but listen, haven't we all goofed it up? Haven't we all overspoken? Haven't we all put our foot in our mouths? Haven't we all spoken when we should have remained silent? And, and aren't we the better for people who have been patient with us in those moments? Aren't we the better for the people who loved us in spite of our ignorance? Wise people are patient people. Now, they don't get all real bent out of shape over things that don't really matter. It's to one's glory to, look, to overlook an offense. Number five. Proverbs 22. We are, Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25. I'm reading out of the NIV. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Okay. Wise people avoid angry friends. I just If you're close friends with a hot-tempered person, that's not going to serve you well. Either you will get drawn into it, or you will get in trouble by association. Okay? Um, really important that we pay attention to our friendships and our relationships and avoid people. It's not just about acting wise and living wise and behaving wise ourselves. We have to surround ourselves with people who act in such a way. So the Proverbs warned us, don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. It's unwise. <clears throat> uh, you will be uh, lumped in with them. Uh, they will hurt themselves, and they will likely take you with them along the way. Proverbs chapter 29, <clears throat> verse 11 Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Um, I do think there is a time and a place for anger, and certainly for righteous anger. But I think wise people learn how to channel that fire in the right way. Uh, in the last couple of years, there have been a lot more angry parents over things happening in the school system, a lot of parents showing up to the school board and things like that. And uh, not against any of that. I think that's fine to do. Uh, but there is a method that's wiser. <laughs> There's a method that, that makes more impact and more influence. Uh, one of those methods is certainly not giving full vent to your rage. You know, If you go up there and insult everyone on the board personally, and, and go off in a swearing tirade, that may make you feel better, but, but that was a foolish thing to do. I, I may be in full agreement with you over protesting whatever the school is doing, whatever teachers may be trying to teach your kids, whatever curriculum they're injecting into uh, their hearts and minds, and you're right to protest that. However, there is a better way to go about it in that moment. You insult a person, you're not likely to persuade that person. Okay? So even in your anger, wise people seek peace and pursue it. They, they have their, their anger. If it's a fire, 
instead of just being like a 4th of July, you know, explosion, what's that, what's that fun stuff they call, uh, oh, Tannerite, you know, some people have a temper like Tannerite, you know what Tannerite is, it's, it's a lot, do you know what it is, no, okay, uh, Tannerite, yeah, Grace knows what it is, because we got a grandma and grandpa's, uh, Tannerite is a small material, you can get it at Walmart or, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods or, no, maybe not, I don't know, anyway, it's, <laughs> it's this material that is made for, for no other purpose that I know of other than just to explode when you shoot it, okay? And so you put it way out in the distance and you aim and you fire and it... <laughs> Some people, that's how, they, that's how they get angry. They just... <laughs> they have a temper like Tannerite and they just explode. And while it's entertaining to watch, it doesn't really do much good. But there's another way to take fire. It's what we call a torch. You can channel fire in a way that it can cut metal or fuse it together. And that's the choice we have with our temper. We can be like Tannerite or we can be like a torch. We can, give, we can be explosive and entertaining but not really do much good. Or, or we can cut through the hardest heart with wisdom and love and godly, righteous anger. So, wise people, even in anger, seek peace and pursue it. They are angry in the right manner. Number seven, let's go to Proverbs 29, 22, just a few verses down. An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Anger, as we said, is God-given. It is okay to get angry when it's necessary. But be careful, and the Scriptures warn us against becoming an angry person. And we all know an angry person. Okay? It's the lady who was divorced 40 years ago who's still bitter about it, who still carries that with her. It's the man who was fired unjustly who still holds on to that, who can't. It affects how he does his work all the time. It, it, it's the uh, children who were brought up in a yelling, screaming, temper-losing household, and they grow up and they raise their children in that way. Don't let yourself become an angry person. God didn't intend for you to be. And what I mean by that is a permanently angry person. Everything sets them off. Um, everything makes them mad. Everything makes them upset. I have a few Facebook connections that are like this. It's everything. They are just uh, mad as a hornet's nest about. And they, they, their anger extinguishes all of the joy and happiness. No room for counting blessings. There's always got to be angry about something. Okay, so several... Uh, Pieces of wisdom about anger uh, should be a slow burn. Be careful because it will start fire. It stirs people up. Wise people choose their battles carefully. Wise people are patient people. Wise people avoid angry friends. Uh, Wise people, even in their anger, seek peace. And wise people may get angry, but they don't become an angry person. All right. A couple of things I think would be helpful. 
uh, in, in a way of application for all of us. Number one, uh, slow down. The uh, best thing you can do when you're angry is take a deep breath and count to ten, which sounds so simplistic, but it'll save you a lot of hurt and a lot of heartache if you'll just take some time to slow down. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 reminds us of this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. God gave you your anger, and it's a perfectly fine emotion to have and to use as long as you use it carefully. And when you are tempted to be angry, slow down. Number two, stay holy. Ephesians chapter 4, as Steve's talking about uh, holiness on the auditorium class on Sunday morning. Ephesians four twenty six and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. I think that's probably the key, is that anger is such an easy foothold for the, the devil to do his work. So, let us be careful. Let us slow down and let us stay holy in all of our anger. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we are grateful for your word, its teachings, and how instructive it is. Father, you have, in your word, revealed yourself at times to be angry, not in an unholy way or in a sinful way, but over sin and unrighteousness and injustice. And, And you have revealed your righteous anger at the right time, in the right way, to teach us and to correct us in the way we need to be corrected. Father, as your people, you've given us the emotion of anger, and it's an easy foothold for the the devil to do his work. Lord, there are lots of things in the world that can make us angry. There are lots of people that can make us angry. Help us yield to the wisdom from Proverbs and from other scriptures about how to be angry and when we are angry to slow down and not lose our holiness and not lose our relationship with you because of selfish anger. Father, may our anger be only righteous anger for the right reasons at the right time. Give us wisdom in discerning those things. And Father, for the time when it's just selfish anger, help us to let those things go and not to lash out or cause harm to ourselves or others. Father, we love you and we thank you for your wisdom that you give us in Proverbs. We thank you for living wisdom, which is your son, Jesus Christ. We offer this prayer in his name. Amen.